Now, hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Dammit Damien. Uh, for today's episode, we take a nice Saturday afternoon drive all the way up to Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, we sit down and have an informal chat with the boys from Arliss and Nancy. Uh, there are no hard-hitting questions. It's just four guys sitting around, recording studio, getting to know each other a little bit better. I've been listening to their new album, uh, Simple Machines, pretty much nonstop for the last month. It's a really killer record. Great songs. Amazing production. And fucking great dudes. You can't go wrong with that combination. Uh, it's already becoming one of my favorite albums of the year. It's going to vie for that top spot pretty hard. Uh, so I'm in a lucky spot in Colorado. You know, I used to be the former booking agent for the Triple Nickel Tavern. I've gotten to know many, many excellent people over the years. And Arliss Nancy is really no uh, exception. Now, I got to know Arliss Nancy because I've known their former guitar player, Tim Brown, since he was a 16-year-old little punk rock and ska kid who played in the wonderfully terrible Colorado Springs band, The Commies. Uh, now, Tim has, you know, in the years since, left Colorado Springs for higher education in Fort Collins. He started a couple little bands up there. You may have heard of his band, Elway, as they've uh, just kind of made headlines for getting sued by John Elway for the use of the name Elway. Uh, that has since fallen by the wayside, but that will surely be a question they get asked every single interview till the end of time. Uh, but this episode really isn't about Tim. This is just about Tim, Tim's connection to the Arliss Nancy hooking me up. Uh, Tim called me up one afternoon about three years ago and pretty much begged to play a two-cow garage show we had booked at the Triple Nickel. Now I relented and let the boys play, and they proceeded to blow me and the crowd away. Really, really great dudes, and I've gotten to watch their steady rise into the hierarchy of Colorado's finest bands. My friends, this is the year that Colorado takes over the world. Uh, Arliss Nancy, along with the equally as great Tin Horn Prayer out of Denver, Colorado, are leading that charge. These are both bands to watch, and these are both bands on the rise. Uh, and then with the uh, Descendants Run Blasting Room in Fort Collins, it's quickly becoming the new Gainesville of America. You know, bands like Hot Water Music and the Bouncing Souls and Rise Against are uh, making this trek to the snowy little college town to record their best records of their careers and then on top of that Fort Collins has got quality locals like Drag the River, Fierce Bad Rabbit and Sour Boy Biddle Sour Boy Bitter Girl say that four times fast uh, and then you know you've got venues like the Surfside 7 bringing some of the most in intense and intimate shows I've ever seen I got to see Frank Turner play at this little pizza joint for 100 people uh, no use for names play there you know Surfside 7's doing really great things and Fort Collins is going to explode and then you've got Artless Nancy and Elway's help leading that charge uh, before I get to today's interview I gotta I gotta send out a little thanks to my good friends Brian Childs and Virgil Dickerson. Uh, both those guys have shown great little love for this endeavor. Uh, Brian runs the most excellent website Nine Bullets Not dot net and every couple of weeks gives me a glowing review for this little show and mentions on his website. Uh, the majority of the traffic that comes to this. Uh, this here podcast is from Brian's website and Brian himself. So we might as well just change the name of Nine Bullets dot net presents the mostly harmless podcast uh but on top of that you know we we've got a bunch of suburban home records artists on here and virgil dickerson has been really really uh helpful in setting things up and hooking things up uh he's also a really big uh you know fan and promoter and supporters of what we're doing here on the show uh so thank you guys i really couldn't have taken this to the levels we're taking it without the help from both of you too uh and then another quick shameless plug uh I don't make any money doing this. This is there's no goal to make any money to do this. I just want to fucking do something uh and hopefully leave a little mark on this world. Uh so but I 
with that said, I do have T-shirts for sale over at the Most Harmless Podcast dot com. Uh, they're screen printed by Mr. Chad Price from Drag the River and All. He runs a wonderful company called uh, Wounded Heart Press. Uh, they do all the screen printing for Suburban Home, uh, my former club, Triple Nickel Tavern. Uh, they do God, man. Descendants all merch. They do a ton of stuff. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that Chad printed up some uh, Mostly Homeless t-shirts. Now, with the purchase of every t-shirt, it goes into my beer and travel fund. Uh, I do plan on traveling out to California and Chicago this year to do some more interviews and kind of keep this bad boy rolling. So every little uh, purchase of a t-shirt goes towards that cause. Uh, thank you to everybody who's bought one. It kind of blows my mind. It's kind of cool. And it's kind of weird to even be like, man, I got my own t-shirts, you know, this is all the stuff I wanted to do when I was in a band and never gotten to be in a band. Uh, buddy of mine told me that I ramble and rant too much about myself on this here thing, but you know what, Adam, fuck you. This is my show and I can talk about myself if I want to. But again, thank you guys for uh, listening. Please, if you like what you hear, please visit com. Check out our iTunes page. Leave us a little review. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Write me a little note. Uh, it it kind of feels like we're just sending this out into a black hole, and it feels really good um, to get emails back. And regardless, I want uh, good, positive. I, I just want feedback regardless. Uh, let me know what you like. Let me do, know what you don't like. Chances are I already know it, but I'd love to hear it. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going I'm to quit rambling. We're going to go ahead and we're going to talk with Arliss Nancy, but let's listen to a uh, song off their new album, Simple Machines. This song is called Saint Forgot. Well, I don't believe that we have been properly introduced. It was raining like hell the first night when we met. Yeah, the first time you were through. And you said to me, Closing in. Before the world's closing in. 
Hopefully this will work. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to free ball it today. I don't have any questions prepared, except for what's in my head that I've already forgotten. Cool. That's so, good. So what's up? Uh, this is Damien. I'm hanging out at the uh, the Chowder House in Fort Collins. <laughs> uh, hanging out with uh, GB from and uh, Corey and Chris Love from Arliss Nancy. Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? What up? Yeah. Uh, so. So what's up? How y'all doing? Freeballing's free not not easy. I don't know what the hell to start out with. So you guys got an album coming out. Uh, this is going to air on Monday, the Monday right before your CD release show. So you guys excited about the CD release party? Uh, yes. Um, we uh, we are going to actually have like a national date in March right. to have it released. We will have CDs um, at the time of these shows, but it's going to be going to try and do a little bit more of an official uh, with the internet, with the records, with the CDs kind of thing too in March. Um, I'm excited about these shows. Um, Brandon Kelly hopped on a couple of them. He's always a, always uh, a good time. Always a good time uh, if he plays early enough and plays it all. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's listed as the headliner for both shows, so yes. that could be disastrous, right? Yes. I don't know why he always assumes that he wants to play it's last, but... <laughs> It's hey. equally disastrous though sometimes for us. This is very disastrous. <laughs> so you guys should just open these shows. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's like a guaranteed more sober performance that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, are you even drinking right now, Corey? No. Do you want to talk <laughs> about that? Uh, I'm just uh, wrapped up in the long dick of the law right now, so yeah. it's uh, fun times. He'll have his rebirth into society <laughs> day here soon. Yeah, clean living and self denial. Get me through right now. How I, I am. I am still drinking very heavily. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to pick up the slack. Yeah, he gets my drink tickets. Yeah, yeah. Y you guys can share them with me. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Chris Love is still drinking too, right? Absolutely. Still, still enjoying the the booze. Uh, so, so how is how has it been performing without the uh, social lubricant uh, alcohol? It's still fun. It's uh, it's a, it's not. Let's see how how to put this. Uh, just just spill it. It's definitely more fun being drunk, uh, and I feel like I, I can connect with people a little better sometimes <laughs> with the alcohol. Uh, I think Corey plays better. Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> definitely play better. I uh, performance out of this guy. I haven't fallen off stage in a couple months, which is always good, and uh, haven't done any of those those things where I say things I shouldn't say through a microphone. About raping Chris or doing other things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wanted I wanted to do this interview with all of us drunk, but then I was like, well, Corey's not gonna Corey's not gonna be drunk. Let's just fucking do it sober. We'll do another one later with us all like shit faced. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. And then yeah, we'll, we'll get a more truthful interview out of you. Yeah, but but I, I know like I, I've quit drinking on and off, and it's I'm an awkward dude, so it's kind of weird being out and about without that social lubricant to. Yeah, it's the same way I am. It's to, like. To, uh, hard to it's especially hard talking to people I don't know yeah. you know and that's part of being especially, in a band is especially the, uh, the the songs and the way the songs go with our writing uh, are very alcoholic driven yeah uh, I mean it's just a break it's just a break yeah you know it's yeah there's a a bar stool at the end of the tunnel so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this isn't going to be like man i've seen the light i'm done drinking i found jesus type no yeah, there, there is no unfortunately. light unfortunately yeah. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no light at the tunnel there's no fucking light yeah all right so uh what's the name of this album that you guys got coming out i've already forgotten 
Uh, yeah, simple machines. Simple machines. Why simple machines? Uh, Doesn't Lydia Lovelace have an album called Something Machines? Maybe, probably. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> Which I, is better? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, we all kind of agreed on it. Uh, I like I, the way. I, I mean, everyone's probably got their own interpretation of it, but the the the, the thing that I'm going with is like you know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. We work. We drink, we write music. It's just kind of simple. Like, I don't know the the cover the cover art on the album is a man making a coffin in a wood shop, and it's kind of what was the thing on the back? The hand plane. The hand plane uh, scrapes the wood down. I don't know. It's just it's simple. I mean, yeah. People <laughs> think people like try to fucking make more of themselves than need to be. They're just simple people. I don't know. That's what I'm going with. Corey. <laughs> Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe what's his interpretation? Yeah. No, it's just about the the simplest simplicity of, of what we do. You know, it isn't... We're not trying to church another up and be something we aren't. It's just about, you know, being true. And, you know, like GB said, we work, we drink beer, we, we play music. There's not a whole lot more to us than that. You know, we're just all fairly simple. Where do you guys work? <laughs> well, uh, I, I uh, during the week you can come into my fine uh, restaurant establishment and catch me cook some uh, Mongolian food for you on a grill. I'm a grill master. Grill baby. Yep, grill baby, grill master. Cooking the cooking that food up every day. Uh, Corey. Uh, I uh, I work in a wood shop. I uh, build custom yeah. doors and <coughs> cabinetry and uh, coffins. Coffins. Is that where the cover comes from? Yeah. Pretty nice. much, yeah. yeah. And Chris is a philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just quit my job because I hated it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say. I, I envy you. I wish I could quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no, no. I'm a bartender. I'm loving that. Fuck yeah, I wish I was doing that it's, shit. It's the day job that, that's killing me, but that's what pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five. Uh, mm-hmm. This microphone, I don't think it's working. But we're going to keep going. Because I can hear me on the other microphone. What the fuck? Hold on, let me pause this. Pause. Classic Dean. All right, much better. Uh, so, yeah, so you make coffins. What yeah. kind of uh, what kind of perspective do you get when you're making a coffin? Do you start thinking about life and death? No. 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 It's it just pays the bills. What are yeah. those things? It just pays the bills. <laughs> To think about getting off work at the end of the day. That's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So, well, hell yeah. People oh. got to die. Yeah. <laughs> steady, steady flow of work in that. Yeah. You should make up some story about, you know, it really just makes me dedicate myself more to this drive. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys both co-write the songs? Yeah. How, what is the songwriting process for you guys? It used to be, like really one-sided whether he or I wrote the songs right. um, it would be like oh I wrote this song let's just turn it into a song and anymore and I think what's cool about Simple Machines is that it it became where one of us would come with ideas and we would as a band write, write the song yeah. yeah write the song collectively which you know unlike our other two releases before this it, it like kind of showcases a little more what what everybody wants to be doing in the band 
and brought everybody's own voice to the table. And I think it, yeah, uh, everybody's everybody's ideas were accepted. Um, I mean, oh hey, you want to play that drum fill or you want to play that bass line? Go ahead. You know, like it's not like ah, well, I think this is going to work, and then we, we bring that up, but then we're like, well, no, like let's keep it open for everybody to write. And this is also the first record that I'll be singing on, too, as well, which I'm pretty stoked on. Yeah, you guys finally kicked that asshole Tim out of the band, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Uh, uh, smoker's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 he got busy. He had, to, he had to take off. Two bands can be hard sometimes, especially when the, the, the work picks up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's fucking hard. I yeah. play in two bands right now, and it's I'm like, why the fuck am yeah. I doing this? But then I go, yeah, well, it's fun. But, yeah, it can be hard. But as LA started to pick <laughs> up, you know, that band became really demanding, and, man, they're, they're crushing ass out there with yeah. that. So Yeah, I guess, uh, is LA going on tour with Nothington or just Tim? Uh, just Tim's, Tim's playing, playing drums. Drums. Yeah. drums. Yeah. Bizarre. I didn't know little, Tim little drummer boy. Oh, I forgot Tim could play drums. Yeah. But, yeah, but Tim Brown, uh, Tim for Eleanor. And then, of course, Elway. So, yeah. Um, you guys having him in the band, like, isn't that what you got you guys on Death of False Hope Records and whatnot, too? Yeah, yeah. Him, knowing, his annoying... him, him knowing Scotty got us introduced to Scotty, which is a, he's a great dude, and he does an awesome thing. Uh, he has a great little uh, pay-what-you-will donation-based record label. And uh, I, I, can, I can safely say... Um, he definitely got us out to a lot of out of people, the basements out of the basement and a lot of, out to a lot of people that we've never would play with like I don't know we love the east coast and we love like North Carolina where he's located and it's just every time we go back it's just like he really pushes us as a band hard like he you know when we were doing stuff with him he very he promoted us a lot and like always talked it up and it was just an awesome dude yeah yeah, I mean that's that's how a lot of people I know, outside of Colorado, got into you guys. Uh, being in Louisiana, people, um, you know, that's where I grew up. I was visiting people like, do you guys know this Arliss Nancy band? I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, it's my okay. buddies. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, speaking of Arliss Nancy, I, I've Googled it before. What the fuck does Arliss Nancy even mean? Is uh, that a secret? It, it, well, it, it came about. I've been writing and recording music under the name Arliss Nancy since I was in high school. You know, for over a decade, whether and, uh, it was by yourself or with yeah, one been, person. Yeah, there, there's there's like a handful of recordings out there that are like really fucking weird, but they're like acoustic guitar, and melodica, <laughs> and shit like that that are artless Nancy recordings. And uh, it wasn't until I, I was in this shithole of a of a heavy metal band that broke up, and I was like, screw this, I want to I want to do put a band together that is all about the songs that I really love. And so that's when Arliss Nancy first officially came together, like, what, like five, five, six years ago. Um, but Arliss Nancy is, in all honesty, a lot of it, it you know, it's like Arliss is the kid in Old Yeller, and uh, it just comes from that, you know, just Old Yeller references. And it's weird, somebody showed me a Georgia Orwell book, where they they actually talking about there's this character with a lisp and they're like what are you some sort of Arliss Nancy and it's like well that is not where it came from but it, it's an old yellow reference 
Gotta shoot your dog. Yeah. Being a little Nancy boy. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it. You know, I've uh, I've never seen Old Dealer. Sure. I own it. We uh, we had planned my old house that we lived in, uh, very much like this chowder house here. Yes. Uh, very much planned on having what we called man night, where we would sit and drink as much whis- whiskey as we can while watching Old Yeller to see who cry first. <laughs> and uh, we just never, we got busy and never got around to it. So I'm saving myself for that situation. That'll, be, that'll that. be exciting. We do that same thing with Terminator 2, like, <laughs> at mm-hmm. least once a week. Yeah. Let's see at the end with the thumbs up. Because it goes into the lava thing. I, I, I lose it every time. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then doesn't he do it again in the, the newest one? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that doesn't matter. But <laughs> Who cares I, about the newest I could talk all day about Terminator 2. We, we, watch a lot of, we watch a lot of shitty movies. Yeah. Yeah. But right? I mean, shitty to the public, fantastic to us. <laughs> we Last year I had a drink-a-thon where we watched... All Terminator movies in one day. Mm-hmm. That Oof. was uh, pretty fucking boring. I slept. Through, I, I, slept <laughs> I slept through the one about the the woman Terminator. Oh, the third one. Yeah, it's terrible. Terminator Three, awful. Did you guys include the TV show in that too? No, no. no. That, that would be like a whole Sarah week Connor worth of doesn't doesn't count. Yeah. doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to this new album. Yeah. Uh, you both sing on this album. Mm-hmm. Does it? Did you guys consciously like GB songs? Kind of have to me a little bit more up, up, uh, upbeat feel. Whereas Corey, your songs are a little bit more. I don't want to say down, but grounded. Song. Was that was that conscious effort, or did that just kind of come about? That's just the difference between us and yeah, songwriting. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> just the difference yeah. between songwriting. Uh, I mean, I've always I've always had song ideas since I joined the band. But then when uh, Tim was the other singer of Arlo Sanity, and when he left. Um, it wasn't like a gap to be filled because, but you know, like I was like, well, maybe I can give my songs a shot, and then everybody liked them. Yeah, I mean, I I just sing straightforward, um, love, the saddest songs, the saddest <laughs> songs uh, very 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 storytelling. I don't try to like. Corey tends to uses words a little better. Churches and it up. Churches it up. <laughs> at, you know, shows that he actually went to school. Um, you know, mine are just kind of like, uh, drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking again, <laughs> shit, you know, but yeah. They're, but, they're a little bit more every man songs. Well, I mean, his are just as much as that, but yeah. I don't know. His are churchier, as you say. I guess churchier, smarter. yeah, smarter maybe, <laughs> wittier. Uh, you definitely can pull out, like, book references and stuff, you know, but uh, I just I just pull from the book of life. I had to say that. No, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to share the singing ability or the uh, being a singer. I was is awesome. <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to sing. So, oh yeah, have you sung before this band? Uh, not in any other bands, but I do like solo stuff. You know, yeah. ac- acoustic country shit. But other than that, I haven't sang. In another band. No. So, so what? What is the uh, what is the process? Do you just sit down every day and try to write a song, or does it just inspiration have to strike for both of you guys? Uh, for me, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and play the guitar every day, but it isn't every day that you write a song. You know, it's, with me, it's, a lot of it is just when inspiration has to strike, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a. Uh, it's sometimes like a long going process of 
you know, a couple weeks in the making before, you know, one is finally there. And so yeah. what's been nice, though, is, like I said, you know, we all kind of write together and I'll, uh, I'll write a song or at least the general frame of it and then bring it in and we'll all uh, do it together. Hey, Tim Brown, we were just talking about you. <laughs> See ya. Bye, Tim Brown. Get out. No, yeah. Um, what, what an asshole. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've known no, that guy since he was 16. He's always been an asshole. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, um, I don't know. When I I wish I could write in a way that a lot of people do. Like the I wish I carried around like the little notebook that I wrote down like lyrics and shit, and then worked it into a song but every song that I've ever written for myself or for this band um, I sit down and I come up with a, a a song on the guitar and then I have to like write the lyrics with the song cause I just I don't know yeah so that's what I do. <laughs> you all started looking around like somebody farted <laughs> Chris Love, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Uh, so let's let's talk about the guest stars on this album. Uh, now, it seems like I always get the guest star spot. Like, like when Micah comes in on that first track, mm-hmm. that's the part of the song that gets stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did you guys purposely give the best parts of these songs to these guys, or did it just accidentally work out that way? That part in specific, uh, Shane and Micah were out here, and we just kind of me and GB were hanging out and we just asked them if they wanted to do some vocals on it and we recorded it here at the house and then yeah and he yeah he wrote that part they wrote the part like 15 minutes and you gotta sit there and listen to it and then yeah it got really fucking awesome I mean I don't I don't know I mean I like any any record that I've ever listened to I fucking I like when someone else outside of the band is on it because it's like I don't know it's if I had it my way I'd have every one of my friends singing on it (laughs) some of them shouldn't but like I don't know I think it's just it's fun and like we've gotten to become friends with these people like Lizzie and John Snodgrass and Micah and Shane and it's like you know yeah fuck yeah sing on the record you know but you weren't afraid of them like overshadowing or overpowering you guys not at all good it doesn't you know it adds. It adds to. It adds a nice. Uh, I want to say flavor. Fuck yeah. It's yeah. like a nice little garnish. I mean, we, there tasty was, garnish. There was a lot of other people we asked first, but <laughs> Elvis Costello, <sighs> Tom Waits, he Tom turned Waits, us down. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, <laughs> that guy wanted no part of that shit. No nah. sir. But no, yeah. I mean, it just kind of like John sang on the the EP we did, the last thing we did, and you know, like. We were I, we didn't even ask him really, and then like I ran into the, I was at the bar and I ran into him and, like we started talking about the new record and he's like, why haven't you asked me to fucking sing on it? And I'm like, oh shit yeah, and then he's like, came over and you know fucking did it. Yeah, so. we gave him like we're like sing of this song and he did it. And he's like, that's it. Yeah, that's you, all you got. So he's <laughs> like trying to put backgrounds right. on other Go songs. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do, what, do what you want to do. I think it's I think it's really cool because like, I don't know. As a band, we wouldn't have gotten far without the help of, like, a lot of the friends that we've made. And so it's nice to, like, have them come back and, you know, help us out with an album. And, you know, it just gave it this sense of, of like, unity and friendship throughout it. I don't know. It was it was a big honor to have all of them come in and sing on it. Mm-hmm. 
So hell yeah, and uh, I'd like to say it's a good good garnish. Yeah, get, I don't know if garnish is the right word, but it's a good like side dish, and it really brings that whole album together. Uh, where what was the difference between you know the fir- the first album, the EP, and go after all these years of playing and whatnot? What was it like going into the studio this this current time? Oh man, the first album, Dance to Forget, was uh, it's recorded here. Yeah, it was recorded here. Yeah, where we're sitting, and it went through many bottles of whiskey and me just getting fucking blackout out here. Horrible pain in the ass. Yeah, I was. I would like pass out in the vocal booth and. You know, demand things be perfect, and you know we spent so long recording it. That Couldn't do your vocals without a guitar with a cloth over the strings <laughs> and strum with it. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, we spent so long recording that one that I just felt like it lost sight of where it needed to be. And so when we came back to do our uh, the Truck Stop Roses EP. We sat down with the idea that we were going to, we did it here again. We recorded it here and we mixed and mastered it back in the studio with that one. But we sat down with the idea that it was going to be, you know, more of an approach to how we play live and trying to not do any punch-ins and punch-outs on, on any of the tracks. Like everybody had to play them solid all the way through and we didn't want to spend more than a weekend recording it, you know. We did it like yeah mm-hmm. and uh just doing that it captured this this energy that trucks up or that uh dance to forget lost and so going into this last album we uh did it in like six days yeah and we we paid a legit studio we recorded a backbone studio and uh we did it in a legit studio on gear that none of us could ever even afford to <laughs> even look at let alone play through uh and we approached it the same way, where it was shit. You know, me and me and me and Dominic did our bass and drums together. Yeah, like just knocked it right out. It was like one day, so it's like yeah. And then I did all my guitar tracks in one day, and Chris did all his keys in one day. And what was cool about that too is that you know we all took a week off work, and we all were at the studio together the whole time. Which mm-hmm. you know. Oh shit! I gotta go to work at four. Well, shit! When do you get off? You know, like plan like no. It's like you're here. This is what we're gonna do, and it and it came out solid, I think. Yeah, and it captured a lot of that energy that, you know, we found and kind of started to learn to get into with Truck Stop Roses. We were able to focus more on that in this more recent recording. So, it, it has a very tight feel to it. Yeah, like you could have told me it took you guys a month, and it it, it sounds good, feels good. Okay, it's good. Okay, yeah. And that's it's. I've been listening to it pretty much all week since Vir- well, two weeks ago Virgil sent it to me. However long ago, I've been yeah. listening to it pretty, pretty consistently, and it yeah. holds up still. Awesome. I always have the three. Uh, my old roommate Adrian gave me this three. It's like listen to it three times. If it's if it sucks the first time, by the third time, if it's not better, like kill it. So yeah, <laughs> you guys are on like spin fifteen now. I think maybe awesome. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. Pulling numbers out of my ass. Yeah, I'm now. on spin like 50. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you like I listening just listen to it? I do it all the time. All the time. <laughs> Go to sleep to it. No, no, no. I do. You know, one thing I do like to do, I do like listening to. I don't care who, anybody who tells you that they don't like listening to themselves. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you know, you, 
you want to hear how it fucking sounds and you want to really get into it and you want to be like, well, did I really want to do that there? You so know, make sure you're proud of your accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, I mean, anybody who'd tell you that they play rock and roll and not listen to themselves and not want to play in front of a bunch of fucking people and make money, they're fucking, they're fucking lying. Like, <laughs> it's fucking fun. And if that happens, great. But if not, you know, like, I don't know. You got to be proud of what you do, and so you got to listen to it. A certain point when you're, you know, when you're doing the record, and you got to list all these different mixes and stuff like that. I personally, you know, it's like you got to listen to it like crazy for like a month. Yeah, actually, in the studio, you got to listen to it, and we're like, yeah, I don't like this, or we need to change this, or. But once that period is over, we're like, okay, that's it. That's the last one. I like don't. I don't like to listen to it again (laughs) for a while. Like you know, maybe a year. I'll be like, feel nostalgic and put it in, but. I, yeah, yeah you do stuff. have to hear you do have to hear a song hundreds and hundreds so of times. So many times and so many variations Man. of it before it starts to make you a little sick. Yeah. There's some quote, some famous artist is like, you know, don't bother writing songs you like because you'll never want to hear them again. Yeah. <laughs> do you like playing them still, even though you've yeah, played no, them and, thousands and, you know, of times? Like the live performance. And that's so completely like different. Yeah. Out and you know, rocking out with your friends like that's it's cool to have you know just a huge repertoire of songs where you can. Just to, like jam out yeah. for a long time, and th- and that kind of turns into muscle memory too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh yes. <laughs> there's there's been a couple times where I don't remember playing a, a we, set. We depend on that muscle memory. Yeah, and they I'm, said I'm pretty heavily. They said I played every bass note right, and I was like, "Fucking eh. I've, yeah." I've seen I've seen it a handful of times, like that uh, Jay Kachuma show, the Triple Nickel. Oh yeah, the acoustic show. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that was interesting. You're a little juicy. <laughs> little. <laughs> well, I think every time we've come to Colorado Springs, we've been a little, uh, little juicy. Yeah, that. yeah I'm sort excited to come booth. back down there again. We haven't been down there in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna promote the hell out of it on my end. It'll be a good show. Okay. Um, so, let's talk about Fort Collins. You guys live in Fort Collins. Fucking Fort Collins. Are you guys, are you guys all from here? Uh, more or less. Yeah. Well, GB's from. I'm from Chicago. How'd you end up in uh, Colorado? Uh, I actually moved out here with a band I was playing in at the time and uh, called the Good Old Fashioned Sinners. It was like a very drug-heavy, psychedelic rock. Uh, I was in a dark time in my life. Uh, but uh, we, we all moved out here, and we're like, fuck yeah, mountains and weed, and this is awesome. And then they all moved back to Chicago, and I just stayed out here. And then I was like... And I really want to play what I've always wanted to play, and that's all country, rock and roll, punk rock mixtures and stuff. And then I found this turd. I didn't even know him. He used to always like ride up next to me on his bike and want to talk to me about like that was that was a good show, you know. And it's like, who the fuck is this weird kid? Like just follow me around and wanted to talk about shit. And then uh, when our old bassist left the band. Tim brought in. He he's like, oh man. Yeah, I had known Tim at the, I had known Tim before these guys, um, and then yeah, when uh, yeah, he brought him in and he was like, oh, that's that weird kid. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it goes. And you know, that first night, me and GB ended up hitting it off really good. You know, he was just talking about pheasant hunting, and then we proceeded to drink a bunch of hundred proof and pee in people's mailboxes. And, <laughs> and after know, after that, it's the story's told. Yeah. I just want to say, for the record, I never liked GB. I still don't. Like <laughs> it's okay. Oh, GB, the whipping boy. Yeah. The whipping boy. You're from Nebraska originally. Right? Yeah. We grew yeah. up here. Uh, yeah, I moved here when I was like 
six, so. You're from here. Yeah, I'm from yeah. Fort Collins. I grew up here. Homegrown I, boy over here. I think yeah. you're from wherever you, you come of age in. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I was born in Dallas, but I claim Shreveport as home, which I should probably start rethinking, but none of y'all have been there, so. Where's that, Louisiana? Yeah, North Louisiana. It's a shithole. I like, well, I like, I like South it, Louisiana. But Give me a shrimping boat. You know, I, okay, so that's one of my dreams I've always had is to own a shrimping boat. Not to be all Forrest Gump on everybody's ass, but I've been watching a lot of swamp people, and uh, I really want to be a shrimper. But anyways, back to the internet. Why shrimping? I don't know. It looks fun as shit. All you got to do is drag nets to the water. But haven't you watched, uh, what, what's the really risky boat fishing uh, crab show? Crab fisherman yeah. and shit? Yeah, well, fuck shit that. Crab people like, there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be falling off boats. I want a cold Budweiser, a cigarette, and a, sh- a throttle, just slow creeping through the bayou, collecting shrimp. But yeah, with my own music playing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on my stereo. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Very interesting. Not gonna lie. What appe- what appeals to you about shrimping? <laughs> Let's not talk about the shrimp anymore. All right, yeah. I'm just kidding. Fair get enough. All worked up. Yeah, get no, me all worked fun. up. Uh, so so Fort Collins seems to be on oh, this yeah. like I I I can't find the words, but it seems it, it's always kind of been on this up and up and up, and it's kind of hitting this. Uh, it's I think it's going to be the next Gainesville type environment in the next couple of years. Like it seems really? like it's yeah. like everybody's coming here. Lots of people are moving here. Yeah, music musician. Why? I mean, it's small. It's awesome. It's small. Uh, Got a shit ton of bars. Shit, there's so many bars. Uh, it's like mild winters, fun summers, rocks to jump off of, and tube in, and yeah. lots of breweries, lots of breweries, lots of good beer. Um, if you're into that and the whole craft beer scene, and people is, and people that come to shows, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people. I mean. Even on like a shitty negative thirteen degree night, there'll still be, you know, enough people there to justify playing. <laughs> it's kind of you know? yeah, it's kind of nice too. Like people tend to come out a little bit more, like because it's like even if you want to walk from one end of the town to the other end of the town, it might take you like forty minutes. And that yeah. I mean, but if you want to walk from one end of downtown to the other end of downtown, you know, for two three minutes, you know, yeah. Maybe ten minutes. Should I? You know, I live like five blocks from downtown, so it's really nice. But well, yeah. I think another thing that uh, you know, as in terms of Fort Collins being of um, coming up as a music city, the DIY scene has done really well. Places like the Art Lab and the Terminal, the and New Gallery, the New Gallery, and, yeah, and you know, the whole First Friday they do the big art walk and all that stuff. So there's just kind of like booming art scene where people are actually yeah. coming out. And they want, they want people to start playing music at them too, which it's, is pretty rad. It's cool because we used to have a really big like house party scene where you know there'd be house shows every weekend. And then they started shutting that shit down. And it's cool that like these business owners recognize how important that was for the community that they now let us do you know, DIY independent shows you know, in these public spaces, as opposed to in a in somebody's basement where they get you a thousand dollar ticket or, you know. yeah, you know, and they and they have the they have you know beer there, you know, and it's like yeah. probably shouldn't, but you know, it's like it's just rad. Yeah. And I just, um, you know, I work for Soda Jerk out of Denver, and I just I've seen the stuff he's got brewing, and I know the stuff coming through Colorado. I think Colorado is just about to explode. Fuck yeah! Which. 
it always kind of has been it's been on that way so how does it feel to kind of be a part of this like thing that's about to happen or is happening it's pretty cool it's fun you guys are like on the forefront of it too yeah yeah i don't know i think it's i think it's gonna be fun it's gonna get it's gonna get popping <laughs> you know it's yeah. gonna be good and, and you know fort collins is always been so awesome for for independent music and for live music i mean once a year we do this fort collins music experiment which is like a hundred and 150 bands and there's 300 bands this year in three days or something and then they do the new west fest and i mean it's just been focused around live music and like really catering and nurturing that scene you know and for so long it was you know the scene would seem to come up and then go down and come up and go down and it always coincided with like the starlight getting busted and you know places changing names and Changing corners, yeah. Ever since there's been this rise of the DIY scene and all these venues springing up for that, you know, there. I mean, even if the venues change hands, it's not like it affects the music scene as much as it used to. It still just keeps rolling. Hell yeah! So, uh, so what's next for you guys? You guys got this album coming out here any day now? Well, when when does the album officially drop for? Uh... Um, outside of like Colorado the vinyl and like the national release date um, it's gonna be in March, March. cool um, late March towards the end not quite the end but in the early 20s I think but uh, I don't know we have a um, a tour coming up in April with uh, Michael Dean Dameron oh, yeah. which would be awesome and uh, it's gonna be on the west coast it's gonna be short um, like nine or ten days but we're hitting up some big cities and got some good venues in line and um he does pretty well out there that's where he's from that part and um i don't know he i'm excited about it he asked us if we wanted to set something together and he's gonna ride in the van with us and it's gonna be fun he's a fun dude to travel with like being the man I, 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 you know, you know, I, I thought I, I did that little trip with him, and I thought it was going to be a nightmare. But you were he's, telling me this. He's yeah. the easiest dude to travel with because he just wants to get in and go. Yeah. He's just all about. He's just all about it. Uh, I love it. I, I can't wait to travel with him again if he can ever afford me. Yeah, right. Um. So, so what's what's next? I mean, are you guys going to keep the day jobs, or are you guys going to uh, try to hop in the van and I mean, plow away? Well. Well, Corey's gonna be done. I I get off probation in uh, <laughs> August, so possibly June, maybe. Yeah, so we got a two week tour in June as we're going down to Death the False Hope Records Fest. Fest. Uh, it's their second one. We played it last year. We got invited to come back this year. Yep. So we're gonna do two weeks for that, and then uh, once I'm free in August, we're gonna try and do. Then we're fucking going. Yeah. <laughs> So, so these tours right now, they're kind of secret? Are you trying to get under the uh, probation wire? Do you get their permission? I got their permission. Oh, nice. But it doesn't make it easy. No. <laughs> it, you know, it doesn't make it that much fun either. How many know? times did you shit today? Yeah. Like, Seriously? That's no, no, they don't get that invasive, but... I mean, you knew what I was saying. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a bunch of bullshit involved with that and, you know, piss tests and all that fun stuff. And then, uh, but once I'm free, you know, I've been I've been dying to quit my job and be in a band for the last decade, you know, and 
I always was able to be like, well, we don't have this, we don't have that. Now it's just, I don't see anything stopping us. I, don't, I, I just think that that's what needs to be done. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, fight, fight it my way. I'd be on the road 180 days out of the year, but that's that's me. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna make it work. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, tours. Uh, also, another thing is. Um, we have this album coming out, and shit, we've already got enough material to fucking do another album. Oh yeah. So, so we're looking at maybe doing a maybe a little, EP, little EP and artists, yeah. you know, and then start touring heavy off of that. We got a couple. We got a couple of tracks that uh, we're gonna try and maybe do a little split with somebody. Not quite sure who yet, but the couple songs that we recorded maybe five, four, four months ago, maybe that. Uh, we're gonna try and get on a split, so look out for that too. Yeah, oh, yeah. but keep you posted. Is it good working with Virgil? Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's a sweetheart. Uh, it's just nice. I mean, it's nice to have someone who is, um, you know, wanting to push your band further, but is also only fucking sixty miles away. It's like, well, shit. Um, we don't have to always do phone calls. We can go eat food or get drunk together and like have good times and become friends you know so that's nice yeah get to know him more on a personal level than just doing business together and I feel like us you know for the last two years Virgil's been throwing us at shows and he carried Truck Stop Roses in the Vinyl Collective and you know we got to know him pretty well and I, I feel like Virgil's just one of those good dudes that doesn't want to do business with people that he can't be friends with and so now that you know it's just nice to to be doing business with somebody who we consider a friend and someone that you know we could call and talk to or we could go out to lunch with or you know for sure it, it, it isn't like talking to the boss man it's you know getting to see your buddy and figure out what the hell's going on and, you know things are good yeah, I remember when I met you guys. Uh, well, you more specifically because you weren't in the band yet. But uh, it was uh, opening for a Two Cow Garage, and you guys were like, "Yeah, this is one of our favorite bands." And you know, that whole Americana scene, and now you're a part of that same label that helped inspired maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I love I, I love everything that's ever come out on that label. Yeah, I've anything. been a big Suburban Home fan since you know maybe being a junior in high school, <laughs> and it, it's just weird because I was like man, I, I want to be on Suburban Home. That was, like, what I used to always say to myself. And then that's the label we signed to, which is pretty fucking cool. To... Yeah. Yeah. And that guy's your buddy. You get drunk with him all the time. It's weird to me because, like, I keep hanging out with, like, my heroes and idols. And I'm like, like, Chad Price, I'm going toward Drag the River. And it's like, Chad Price is my buddy. Yeah. Scott Reynolds is my friend. It's you know? Also, that it's you kind of lose that, uh, like, because they live around here, you know, and shit. And it's like... Wait, I'm hanging out with Chad Price right now, yeah. the singer of all. Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, you kind of like I'm sitting at the bar drinking whiskey with Carl Alvarez and the Descendants, and it's just like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, back into reality. Yeah. That's part of being in Fort Collins is that you you forget about like, wow, these are some really important people, and you just start seeing it as like, ah, seventeen year old me would have shit my fucking pants, but yeah. I still have those moments where seventeen-year-old me does shit his pants. Yeah, not not so quite literally, but you know. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um. So uh, you guys have already covered what's coming up. Uh, anything else you guys would like to add? 
Anything else you want to talk about? You know, this uh, is an open forum here. I don't know. Um, what you looking forward to? Any any movies you seen lately you like? Um, <laughs> thanks killing. Yeah, thanks killing is the oh, worst. Yeah. Human centipede. Oh. Hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun is fantastic. Yeah, pretty you good. Seen it. Plus, dude, what's his name? Uh, like Rudger Hauer or whatever. Yeah, he was in Blade Runner. Yeah, I watched Blade Runner last night actually. The director's cut. I watched the TV version on AMC, oh, but I didn't, I, you know, I didn't have yes. a DVD player downstairs, you know, I had to watch, but great movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, uh, we know. watch bad movies. Yeah. We try to watch bad movies. Oh man, if you haven't seen it, uh, Starship Troopers 3. Mm. With the America song at the end? Or? Yeah, there's like this, the worst piece of shit song ever recorded <laughs> for, for us, like the score of the movie, like starts the movie and it plays during the movie and then it plays during the credits it's it's terrible it's our next cover song <laughs> we're gonna learn it oh, yeah. we're gonna learn it be the, no. the influence split you guys do <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah I mean watching shitty movies hanging out and just waiting for this album to come out and uh, I, I hope everybody likes it and yeah we just got a new van you got a new van yeah that uh Joe had to take the scary old Night Rider out yeah, next time. I, I had a, I have a tour van that we use called the the Night Rider. The Death Rider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brakes <laughs> go out on it. Yeah, you know. that one was better than the van we started touring in, which was my van that I still own. That I mean, once we had every everybody and the trailer attached to it, it was like an inch above the ground. I mean, scraping scraping <laughs> the road everywhere you went. Well, yeah, we got a trusty we got a trusty new whip now. So. Hopefully it gets us to where we need to go. And there's room for me in this van? Uh, for the, the party yeah. tonight? Just, just say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to drive around and party in it. Just oh, yeah. Bang oh, bus, yeah. bang oh, yeah. bus there's stop. Always, there's room for for you With us. any day maybe in, in that van. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of a big deal. We can dude. go hang out in it right now. Let's, <laughs> we should have done the interview. Hot box it. Smoke it up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, yeah, the new album comes out in March. Yeah. Uh, where do you guys see see this next year taking you guys? Hopefully on the road a bunch. Yeah, that's Hopefully really out of four Collins. That's really all that we want to do. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we just want to be on the road and we just want to play shows and we want to get people our music and and drink know, beer and drink yeah. beer and like, I mean, who doesn't want to fucking do that? Get mm. paid just enough to get to the next town yeah. to drink with your friends and play music. It's 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 a I don't know why anybody else is doing anything else. Kill it? Just playing out. No, yeah. But fucking hey, yeah, I, I love it. But I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for 2012. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? I think I've said just about enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we're good. Thanks. All right, man. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. Well, all right, buddies. Thanks for listening. Uh, next time we join the boys from Arliss Nancy, we're gonna ha- we decided we're gonna have a drinking contest. Uh, me and KG GB whatever the fuck Kyle's name is. Uh, we decided that for the next episode, for every single question asked, we're gonna do shots. So expect some debauchery in the near future from me and the gang at Arliss Nancy. Uh, so I'm not gonna lie, I fucking love these guys. I've been hanging out with Kyle a hell of a lot lately in Denver. He's kind of become the little brother I've always wanted. I mean, I got a little brother. He's cool and all, but I kind of like hanging out with Kyle a whole lot more. He's just one of those dudes that just I feel like I've known my whole life, and that kind of goes for all the guys in Arliss Nancy. Uh, so I, 
you know, I say this every episode, but I'm really fortunate to have the, call these dudes my buddies, and uh, hopefully they'll let me jump in a van with them here at some point soon, and we can travel the country together and make love the road dog way. So yeah, but uh, you know, hanging out with these guys, you get some really, really great stories, and we try. I tried to get to some of those great stories today, but these guys, oddly enough, they're pretty shy without that alcohol in their systems, and you know, once uh, Corey gets off the. Uh, state-sponsored sobriety program we're gonna we're gonna be back in business and really getting getting to know these guys get them nice and lubricated and less self-conscious while talking on the mic damn it's a hell of a sentence uh this weekend the artist nancy boys are playing their four cd release shows for colorado uh i'll probably gonna be at the first three of them uh thursday february 23rd in fort collins at the surfside seven and friday february 24th at uh, legal pizza in downtown denver both of those shows are going to feature mr brendan kelly from the lawrence arms and the falcon and fucking awesome drunk dude um along for the ride on those shows is going to be alone at 3 a.m and lizzie huffman uh alone at 3 a.m is one of the newer uh suburban home signings as well uh really also really great dudes from Minneapolis. Uh, and then also the show is going to be at uh, February 25th, Saturday, February 25th at uh, my old stomping grounds at the Triple Nickel Tavern here in Colorado Springs. Uh, that show is just with Lizzie and Alone at 3 a.m., you know, and, of course, Arliss Nancy. And then from what I can tell, there's a show planned for Sunday in Boulder, but there's they haven't announced that yet as far as I can tell on the websites. Uh, make sure you visit uh, SuburbanHomeRecords.com for uh, more information. And if you visit uh, com, I'll have links up to the Artless Nancy Facebook page where you can find out all the information about those fine gentlemen. Uh, so, yeah, check these shows out. I plan on them being in at least the first three of them. Uh, come say hello. We'll do shots. I like whiskey. You like whiskey. I like beer. Let's drink beer. I'll make sure I'll have some mostly harmless T-shirts on me in my car. Get me nice and lubricated enough. And you know, fucking, I, I didn't make these shirts to make money. I'll probably just end up giving a, giving a hell of them away. So just come up and talk to me on uh, these three shows if you happen to see me. And uh, chances are, I'll give you one of these mighty fine mostly harmless T-shirts. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, before we leave, I'm gonna leave you guys with my favorite song off this new album. Simple Machines. Uh, it's called Should Have Been There. Uh, Kyle takes the lead vocals on this one. And if you ask me why this song versus all the other songs on the record, why this one was my favorite, I really couldn't tell you. Uh, that's why I'm not really good at writing record reviews because I, I, it's it's a gut a gut sense, a gut, gut feeling, and this song really speaks to me on those levels. Uh, you really feel Kyle's anger and just kind of like sadness. Um, and it really shows through. You know, I've been at this place that he talks about in the song. He's been at this place. You should have been in this place. Uh, so without further ado, uh, this is should have been there by Arliss and Nancy. Simple Machines. See the release weekend this weekend. See you out there, buddies. Bye. I never want to miss a chance like this. 